0: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening, appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis, uh, talking to Bader Manet today, all the way from Italy. Uh, real interesting guy, real interesting career, and i was stoked to talk to him, man. Uh, he's got some great stories, and, and uh, man, maybe somebody that you didn't know much about, seen his name, of course, but uh, now you'll be able to learn a bit more about him. And thanks to Fly Racing, uh, from the FR5 boots to the Evo gear to the Formula helmet. This Formula helmet, man, it's it's something else. I absolutely love mine. Fly Racing's got you covered. FlyRacing.com. Go to your local dealer. Pound on the counter. Demand to see Fly Racing's newest and latest stuff. Uh, and also, too, uh, mountain bike stuff as well. Works really well for the folks at Fly Racing. I want to thank Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. And the Tech 7, which is the boot of choice for myself. If you don't like the booty. Look into a Boot 7, or look, look into a Tech 7. Uh, the Tech 10, of course, on the feet of Jason Anderson, Justin Barsha, Eli Tomac, you name them. Tech 10s are everywhere in the pits. So thanks to Alpine Stars for coming on board. And Max's tires as well. A-Ray using the MXST tire uh, this coming Supercross season, as well as AJ Catanzaro. And developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, Maxis.com for more information on that. Light truck, motorcycle, mountain bike tires, Maxis has you covered. Thanks to those companies for coming on board. And now let's dive right into Bader Mane and all the things that he's done in his career. Thanks for listening, everybody. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Maxxis and Alpine Stars, it's a guy that uh, I got a lot of questions for. I've never met him, but I'm really excited to talk to him. And uh, what a what a crazy, cool career he's had. It's Bader Manet, all the way from Italy. What's up, Bader? How are you, man?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. We're just uh, preparing for the holidays. You know, it's already started. So. Yeah, uh, but everything's cool. It's, We're just hanging uh, out here in the evening.
0: It's great to do this. Thank you for the time. It's um. Man, it's, thank you it's, too. You're from San Diego, and uh, you won a 125 Supercross. Yeah. You won a Loretta Lynn's title. You were certainly an up and coming. Actually, actually,
1: I won two Supercrosses. <laughs> two Supercrosses, but no one knows the second one. Yeah, <laughs> only only the riders know that I won the second race. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> um, but you've been in Italy. Have you been in Italy longer than you were in America for?
1: Yeah, that's really scary just to think <laughs> about it. It's more than half my life I've been in Italy. Like I yeah? actually I left. For Italy just on the on the basis that I was gonna be here for the weekend. <laughs> and then I never went back home. I only like brought just, you know, three yeah, pairs yeah. of of changing myself and
0: uh-huh. that was about oh, it. Oh wow. Um yeah, what a what a what a cool career you've had. Um you're from San Diego, as I said. Uh do you do you get back to America much? Yeah.
1: I, I try at least once a year. Mm -hmm. That's the minimum, but like sometimes two, three times we go out there now with this new business I'm going into, Mm -hmm. uh, we're selling, uh, this guy I met through racing. Actually, we have a little team, but he's really into the fishing business and he's invented some really new wave fishing rods. So, uh, he said you know since you're from america why don't you take him out there so that's how we started so we're just wow. we're pushing him out there i got scott i don't know if you know scott cox uh yeah 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 i know scott yeah scott he's helping us he's on our team oh, uh, cool. on, the, on the on the fishing and yeah he's he's because i guess his grandpa and his whole family were in the you know they're the fishermen in right, san right. diego so
0: sure sure so. Uh, um wow that's cool what part of italy do you live live in
1: I live in uh, northern Italy near Lago di Garda. Okay. It's uh, Brescia, the town, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's really, really actually a nice place, really beautiful. It's like a lake with a lot of cliffs around, like roads that go through the tunnels, and yeah. it's, it's it looks like a Disneyland, actually, uh, just a natural Disneyland.
0: Um, and where would that be closest to big, major city-wise? Uh, do you know Verona? Oh, yeah, Verona, yep. Yeah. Verona, yeah,
1: it's like we're half an hour from Verona and an hour from Milano.
0: Ah, okay, yeah, I flew into Verona for uh, Mantova one year. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, obviously flew yeah, into I'm in like Yeah, I'm like half hour, 40 minutes Oh, yeah, cool, and Mantua. then I f- flew into Milan for the uh, Majoria nations, and uh over the years. Yeah, time. yeah So okay. Um, oh,
1: so, so you're in
0: there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So are you doing riding school still? Are you still doing a little bit of riding school from what I see? um Coaches not so many just just yeah
1: we have like our our team now so uh-huh. i just kind of teach the guys on the team yep or just you know give them some some counsel or whatever whatever i can i can help them with because you know a lot of writers they already have their programs but yep. they're they're young but you know in, in some ways you know i i can help them in some ways because i've been through what they're going through mm-hmm. yeah absolutely right but, but teaching on on the side, I haven't really done much because I really don't have that much time to to do it. And then, you know, I, I don't like just teaching like a one day thing or something because you mm-hmm. know, in motocross is a long process. You know, it's like a daily thing. You got to live it and do it. And sure, so, so teaching is a little little different.
0: How much do you ride and race anymore? No more. No more. That's
1: no. it. Okay. The, no, I mean it's been almost ten years of riding and racing. Yeah. The only times I get on a bike if. uh one of our like team guys, or like we're doing some training, some mm-hmm. corners or whatever. I'll I'll grab the bike and, and yep. do a couple of corners. I'm still good for a couple of corners.
0: That's <laughs> I'm it. sure that's you all. are. I'm sure you so. are. Um, <laughs> but, hey, yeah. do, you, do you still have the helmet that had the alligator on top? The open face helmet. Um, that thing was cool, man. <laughs> I do.
1: I do. That's that's in America. Yeah, I remember it was like dude. A, that was rad. The guy Serrano. Was it Serrano? Serrano yeah, Serrano did that, did that.
0: right. Um, yeah. That's what I remember. That was a cool helmet. Um,
1: uh, hey, so like they, I, they were calling me Gator when I went to to Florida. Right. That was right. my name, Gator
0: Gator Manet. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, so uh, also people may remember you. Uh, I don't know. Ten years ago, did you race Supercross? What, what year was that? Do you remember exactly? Yeah, um, I think two oh seven. Two oh seven. So I was forty years old. Yeah, you come back to America. You're forty years old. Uh, I see yeah. you out there, and I'm I'm like that can't be. That cannot be Bader Manet. but who else? Who else is named Bader Manet? And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So you, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, dude, I mean, you were pretty uh, good anyways, though. You were I, fine. You were
1: okay. I mean, wasn't bad. I just, I just can't can't last. I couldn't last. That was it. And, you know, I, I had like some hot laps and some yeah, yeah. adrenaline. Right. But then it's just like boom. <laughs> you you want <laughs> the battery to, goes down? Is they're not Duracell? <laughs> uh,
0: from what I understand, you wanted to. From what I remember, you wanted to show the students you were working with back then that. You know, supercross obviously has become way more way more important nowadays than than, uh, than it was in your day. And you wanted to yeah. sort of show the students you were coaching that, hey, I can ride supercross. Watch this! Like, I know what I'm doing. Is that kind of what the genesis of that idea was?
1: Yeah, yeah that's how it started out. Because you know, kids, you know, especially young kids, they don't listen to you uh, unless you show them or prove to them that you can ride. Or you mm-hmm. know, you, they don't. Some a lot of kids when like was I was teaching for the federation. Okay. So I had like a lot of little kids under me and they're, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. You think you can go fast. Yeah. I'm going, you can go faster and you're 85, you know, yeah, just yeah. You know, throw it over that jump here and throw it in that corner a little faster and do this. No, no, you can't go faster. So I would what, what I would do, I'd just grab their bike and mm-hmm. they're 85 and show them. And they would just like sit there and like going, oh my God. <laughs> i have to do it now so you, they can't get around it you know yeah, so yeah. once they see that something can be done then <laughs> there's nothing they can say about it so yeah so that's how i started out just kind of riding a little bit with him
0: well props for and you for it doing works. that yeah. it worked yeah, yeah absolutely right um yeah that was crazy like uh exactly again 40 years old and you're out there rice pricing and i don't Think you made an yeah. event, and, make and there's
1: a- no excuse for the little guys because it's not like I was on a 250, 450. I would grab their bike, so mm-hmm. you know if, if I had my bike, they would say, Oh, yeah, but you have yeah. a big bike, you right. can't do it
0: right. Uh, yeah, real, really uh, eclectic career for sure. Now, do you, you fully, you're fully you fully fluent in Italian, I'm sure, and, and everything else, right? Your, your wife's yeah, Italian, pretty every, right, yeah, pretty much
1: Italian and also Italian dialect. Yeah, my wife is Italian, she we only speak Italian, so yeah, daughter's. They speak English and Italian.
0: Right, right, right. Um, and,
1: and then there's a lot of dialects here too. So mm-hmm. every town has their like little slang. So mm-hmm. I, I I get around with some slang too.
0: Yeah. How many years did you do the GPS for? Sure, I did. I started in '88. The end of
1: '88. I uh-huh. think I rode the last three GPS. Yeah. And the last GPS I think was 208.
0: Actually. Wow. Yeah. For, for, and,
1: I did and, a couple um, on the MX3 yep. with, the, with the KTM 300. I finished, I think, 11th overall.
0: Yeah. yeah and, and you rode it. 125s, 250s, MX3. You rode 500s. Did you, five, did you ride 500s at one point? Yeah, I rode yeah. 500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy.
1: I probably rode, yeah, a long career. So I think I rode yeah. almost bike and a lot of teams, a lot yeah. of teams in Italy, um, like six different have
0: changed. Yeah, it, it's it's it was. And also, too, I, I, I don't want to be one of those guys that, you know, say they walked uphill to school both ways and it was tougher back in the day. But I, you wrote to me anyways to me. And I mean, I'm 45 years old. So, you know, I'm up there a little bit. But to me. You wrote in the, in the heyday of where I, th- I thought the GPs were so exciting, so interesting. Stefan Everts, of course, coming up and Donnie Schmidt, Trampas Parker, Bobby Moore, Mike Healy, yourself.
1: Yeah, it was different. Dude, it was, it was so
0: man. cool to, to see the GP results every single weekend. Three classes, of course, you know, uh, different, yeah. different tracks and everything. I don't know. I just found those days so interesting and so exciting to follow.
1: Yeah, there's not. It's it's completely changed. You know, now it's really it's really commercial. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, you can just ring up, go to the races, you qualify, you bring home money. Yep. Uh, for each motor, you get money, and then you know anyone can do it. Now, to you know, do a GP is like trying to enter a Formula One race. You right. Know you got, I,
0: I I always I've said this a few times. Like, if if these rules were around back in the day, Champus Parker is never a world champion because he can't get on a team or be yeah, good never. enough. He he can't never. he can't yeah, enter. He wouldn't even yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh which is sad, um, in a way, for sure. Um Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. changed a lot. And I and I and you know, when you flump some of these flyway races, you got twenty one guys on the line or eighteen guys that are or sixteen regulars and then four foreign riders that are two laps down. I'm like, how is that Grand Prix motocross? It's just not to me. You know, but I get it. Yeah, you're it's... you're trying to take it to other countries where that'll pay you more money. So I get the idea, but I don't know if I like it, Bader. <laughs>
1: i i don't like it. it it cuts out a
0: lot of you know hopeful riders it's
1: kind of it's it's just who has the money to go then you have your fast riders because you know the, the field is strong so all the 20 guys that go they're all strong they're not like little you know just the guys the hometown guys are are, are not but if you send 15 gp guys they're all they go good
0: right yeah no absolutely so, so right the,
1: Yep. deeper but then that, and that's it it's just it's just a cutoff right and then for hopefuls you don't really have hopefuls because there's you got to pay yeah and then, you know some people it's just it's really expensive
0: and like f1 you know there's a few drivers that have paid for rides in f1 and they're not very good there's some of those guys in motocross too that that you know have wealthy connections or what they bring sponsors they get a ride but they're not truly on oh, yeah. the prix level you know yeah it's it's about
1: paying. Like I can, you know, there's some riders on the Grand Prix level in the top ten. They're
0: paying. Yeah, yeah, crazy, right? You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, I was I was there. I was on uh, like Longo's team and in '95. Okay. Before they started a youth stream and yep. started promoting races, that's when Dorna, I think, had the mm-hmm. GP's, and they were like pumping in a lot of money. So everybody, you know, you had qualifiers and, you know, 70 riders and it was, you know, wide open. Mm-hmm. Then slowly, slowly, um, the, the guys stopped the team and they just went into promoting. And that's how youth stream came out. Then after right. a while, they're just going, we're p- p- pumping in so much money that Dorna was to the riders. Now, uh, what's the reason why we're giving money to the riders? Yeah. yeah. Well, when, they'll, well, when they'll come anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, that's I mean,
1: it was they're right. just like, you know, if we take away the purse, so they're going to come anyways because they want to race. They the want team's race. Race. They're yeah. going on the race. Everyone is on to race. We're spending so much money promoting and doing everything. So, right. um, so they, that's what happened. They just took the purse away from
0: the, the one day to the next. It's just like no more purse money. <laughs> and and <laughs> back in the day, of course, there was 14 GPs or 12 GPs. So guys like yourself, you go to these international yeah. races on off weekends. You make your start money that way. But those seem to have gone away yeah. too, right?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like hit hit uh, you know it like compounded on everything because they started seeing how these guys can do it then everybody said hey we can do it too yep and then because there was really no reason what what they were doing is the promoters it was the promoters paying so uh you know the racers to the to the organizer and then the from with the public and then they would have their their purse and everything was fine Mm. And all of a sudden, the promoters were asking money for the race, and yeah. the guys yeah. to rent their track, and then it just killed the riders, kind of.
0: Listen, you 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 rode for Giuseppe. You probably rode that fast cross a bunch of times and everything else. Uh, you call him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I he call like, up, hey, buddy? What was he like as a team team owner, team team guy? Well, actually, he. He, he was cool. He was, was a he, cool guy,
1: but yeah. I, I really didn't work much with him. Okay, He's just kind of like I signed the contract. I seen him a few times. He came to the races and kind of cheered on, mm-hmm. and that was it. He was kind of like behind the scenes, so he wasn't into the technical or anything. But Right, right. I mean, it started out nice. It was cool, but um, I think they were just doing a team just to, just to, to pass – time and, and to go into this promotion stuff. That was really Giuseppe's main, main. work is he was promoting a lot of races before then. Mm-hmm. He was doing Genoa Supercrosses and a lot of stuff. So right. I think he just has it in his blood to, to promote. um
0: yeah. Let's go on a time machine a little bit. Let's go back. I want to go back to the beginning because uh, um, so you're from Santee. I lived in Santee when I worked at KTM back in the day um, oh, which is really? a suburb of San Diego of course. Uh Alcajon and yeah, Santee yeah. right next to each other um yeah. you know rick johnson Ronnie machine brock glover uh, all these guys burnworth yeah all these i used guys, to go riding Marko. with them so yeah, yeah. you yeah yeah you you're a little younger than those guys but they rj tells a story of you on an 80 at a palm avenue um did, so you were you grew yeah. up riding you grew up racing and looking up to those guys a little bit
1: yeah of, of course i was i rode with rj a lot i went riding with uh, ronnie Lashine couple of times with Brock. Brock was he was like the older guy. Right, so he right. had his he was business rider. He thought, yep. okay, from two o'clock to four o'clock, yep. I'll do that and that and clean it and see ya.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. Uh
1: so, Ronnie was a fun rider. He had every track on the mountain just in the hill riding. We uh-huh. were bushwhacking. That was his favorite thing. We used to go out and he goes, Okay, let's pick up a hill and who gets to the top of the hill first? So we go bushwhacking and everything. It was <laughs> and he was doing it on his works Honda.
0: Yeah, so this is 84. He's on a Honda. He's 17 or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you're whatever. You're a kid on an 80. Yeah, I was a year younger. Yeah. Okay. So you're Wow. I, I,
1: I yeah. actually wrote
0: 80s a long
1: time. I was up until 15, like right when I turned 16. That's when I, I got off. But mm-hmm. those were the years where you, you wrote 80s to forever.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. You just stayed on them, right? Like like Budman or yeah. Jimmy Gaddis or anything. But. Because that was, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because I was small, I wasn't really a big rider, so uh-huh. I just stayed on it. And then I started late too, racing. I I think I started. I was like fourteen. Huh?
0: Oh wow, really? Oh, so you weren't like 13, some sort of yeah. you weren't some sort of like race from race from young age to get on a bike. Like your parents weren't weren't doing that. Yeah, time.
1: yeah. I just started. I was just they gave me a bike because I can ride it ride right out of the house there in Santee behind the hills. Uh-huh. And uh, I would just come home every day from school, jump on the bike, and just ride by myself. Just oh, go wow. through the hills and come back home every day, just riding by myself. And my buddy goes, "Hey, I think you should race." <laughs> said, race? What's race? He goes, "Well, there's you can go to these places and ride against all the other riders, and right. go race." I'm, oh, cool. Uh, I, mean, I didn't know anything about racing. I so so you know didn't ride? You didn't go so to San
0: Diego? Tri- you didn't go to San Diego Supercross every year or anything like that? Then, like, you weren't doing any of that? No, no. Oh, wow. I really didn't
1: know. There was a world outside of it. I just loved coming home, <laughs> jumping on that bike, and going through those hills.
0: Wow, so you, so you got you got good quick then. Like, you, like you picked yeah, it up pretty quick. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah.
1: My buddy, he was like the racer. He right. would come take me sometimes, and, you know, nice gear, nice bike, and everything. And he was fast, and I was, like, a little sore than him. And then the summer went by, and I didn't see him for, like, three months. And I was, like, riding every day. Mm-hmm. I would come home, or I was at home already, so... Just riding, riding, riding. And I seen him, like, after the summer. And we went riding. And I like, lapped him. Yeah. He goes, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what it takes, you know. You got to ride a motorcycle like you ride a bike every day. Right. And just mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he goes, man, we got to take you racing. So he took me to the race. Uh, first race, it was, at, like, the be- beginner class, 80 beginner class. Mm-hmm. I won the race. I crashed about four times. <laughs> but I still won the race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like so so they moved me right up yeah
0: yeah you are, so are you and then team green finds you at some point and gives you some support. team green yeah yeah team green supports you a little bit they
1: helped a lot they yeah. sent bikes down and they yeah they did a nice program like at the Ponca city stuff they had a mechanic there they took the bikes the pre-production bikes yeah they gave me like i think like six eighty-fives in those years they were oh, wow. like giving a lot of
0: stuff yeah yeah um, bikes and bonuses and yeah um. Yeah, you look in the, so you won Loretta's in 84. Of course, Ponca was the thing back then, yeah. back in, back in this day, right? Ponca's, yeah. Ponca uh, was bigger than, than, Loretta's back then.
1: Yeah, I went to Ponca, but I think uh, something happened. Uh, I think I was leading, yeah. like the last lap, the chain broke or something like that.
0: Um, so are you, yeah. are you riding with, with Ronnie and RJ, like a lot back then, uh, just as an amateur? Are you going out with um, him?
1: Not really. Oh. I was uh, RJ when I started to ride uh, the 125s. That's when I started riding with RJ. I, I, I rode some with 85 a little bit with RJ. Then I was like going to the When I started driving, I would go to his house and we'd go
0: together. Oh, wow. Riding. So, um, so this is – And actually, yeah. yeah. So this is like RJ is like the best rider. This is RJ on a Honda, right?
1: Yeah, he was factory Honda and I, I mean even at the races we go i'd sleep in the same room with him and
0: oh really oh and, so you were tight? Uh, we just hung oh. out
1: together yeah we were tight we were tight he actually did me an offer i just like eating myself i never took it but um like at the late, end of before coming to europe uh-huh. like in 87 i was riding for team green uh-huh. uh like a factory sport rider yep and i was you know, training with Rick and he goes, look, for, for 88, if you want, you can I get you a Honda ride with the, your bikes and everything. Mm-hmm. I was going, oh, oh, cool. I mean, it was like a factory ride. I think it was going to be like McGrath's ride. Yeah. I Like, I didn't take it and McGrath took it and he went with uh, Pro Circuit.
0: Yeah. Peak. Yeah. That peak, was good, Peak. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyways, I was going to be supported through Ricky Johnson and Honda and everything and, and I go, Rick. thanks a lot, man. You're a cool buddy. But, you know, I'm, I feel sad, you know, to go away from Kawasaki or something and just leave them just for this reason. So I just hung it out with Kawasaki. And then, like, a few months later, Kawasaki goes, oh, we're sorry, but we got to take another rider. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I just killed myself both <laughs> mm-hmm. two times.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, um, so, yeah, I kind of like. For, for yourself, like, being around uh, the greatest rider in the world? At that point, and watching him train and ride—that's that, that's invaluable, yeah. right? Like you're just like, yeah. you're, you're, this this i mean, literally—he's the best rider in the world at this point. <laughs> yeah, he
1: he was winning everything. Right. He was, and he he just had a, an attitude, and he was just like, nothing would get in his way, and he just, you know, fully concentrated. Right.
0: Um, your mom and dad yeah. together and dumping money into your program and going to the races with you early on, like in in '85 and '86. Uh, no, no.
1: No, no, my, my parents never, never really came. My dad would just come to the races, but I was all helped all through my, like friends and my, my dad was like just flipping the bill. Okay. Uh, which it really wasn't expensive in those days. Like if you can now, like he couldn't afford it cause he was just, you know, working a regular job. Right. But back then he you could just work a regular job and still have me racing. And, uh, it was my friends. Wow. A guy named B, uh, that lives in, 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 uh, san diego he was a construction worker and he would always get off at like at one o'clock so he would work from like early like five or six in the morning to one o'clock then he he was like the boss at the job so he had free time and he would take me riding take me to the races and did everything he was like a dad
0: really oh wow that's cool yeah yeah that's
1: it was yeah it was totally
0: cool uh uh, february 9th and he's uh he's uh uh, uh you know ryan beat oh x racer kristen beat
1: yeah kristen beat this is their uncle
0: oh I he did was not taking know me that. to the oh wow kristen was uh kristen was in vegas i live in vegas she was here for a sema show and came by for an, for a podcast uh she's great she's awesome i don't know ryan at all but kristen yeah great. so yeah
1: so her uncle that's who got me into the racing took me to racing yeah.
0: wow <laughs> small world huh
1: got me to where i was i can go on my own yeah yeah <laughs> I was well.
0: uh february 9th 1985 seattle supercross uh you take the win i want to find out about this other win by the way um you, okay <laughs> you beat you beat mike healy billy frank somo bobby moore funny that bobby moore gets fifth mike healy gets second <laughs> and this is 1985 F- smash cut 10 years yeah. and you're you're in you're racing gps with these guys it's crazy that way. Um, yeah yeah it's funny i actually lived with bobby in europe or he lived with me oh okay here um what do you remember right, about yeah. that win in seattle was it was it ruddy and soft like 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 it always it was real ruddy yeah.
1: all i can remember is was i was just uh i didn't get that good of a start uh-huh and i was just like pounding through the through the field and the riders were just like crashing off the side <sighs> and then i was just coming through and like, i heard somebody cheering yeah and like i passed some guy on the last lap i think i i don't remember who it was yeah and i took the win it was just like a freak win you know Oh, was I, it
0: okay yeah yeah yeah.
1: i was like going through and the riders were kind of like crashing and then the, the the first place rider just was kind of having troubles in the ruts and i just flew past him that good last lap or second to the last lap and, and won
0: wow yeah. um that's cool that's awesome uh, so Kawasaki yeah, was, was stoked, right? Kawasaki was stoked on that.
1: Yeah, Kawasaki stoked. Everything was, everything was fine. I mean, I was feeling good. I was, I wasn't really training much supercross, uh-huh. but um, just I had uh, like a, a, a talent just from riding so much behind the house in Santee. Mm-hmm. It was like all jumps, just natural jumps yeah, up yeah. the cliffs. Right. I'll send you a, a a video, and you see this cliff behind the house. you yeah. just like if you see you now, it's just like.
0: Yeah, send me it's the totally video. Cool, I got to but... watch this. Uh I I'm so stoked Just that This all that stuff. I I can yeah. I'm so stoked that like in uh I'm from Canada originally and in like 80 oh. 89 I went down and took a Marty Smith school and lived with Marty for a little bit and we went to Palm Avenue to go ride. And and I'm so stoked to be oh, able to okay, say that, yeah, that I, I got to ride Palm Avenue, you know. I I, I that from Ricky Johnson's video and all of that, right? Like I got to go ride Palm Avenue, so it's it's really cool for me to. Gosh,
1: say. we got so many stories in Palm Avenue. Me and Ricky, Ricky, he's like flew in the trees. I mean, just going up those gnarly cliffs and yeah. the bike like hit a jump and like he flew backwards, backwards in <laughs> the middle of the tree. If you ever talk to him, ask him about that. The baiter pulling you out of the middle of the tree. The bike everything. I mean, it was one of the big trees. I This will. was like I don't. Know. I would say that cliff was probably a hundred
0: feet. Oh wow! Really. Yeah. Uh, so in '86, Yamaha. You switched to Yamaha. How come, Cowie? I mean, you won the Supercross. You got third in LA. Um, why did you yeah. go? Why'd you go to Yamaha in '86? I went Yamaha because I, I I actually think
1: I was kind of promised a ride. I was like, I won that. I was like the you know I was like the top rider mm-hmm. actually, um, coming out of the out of you know the amateur stuff, and I was there. And for some reason, they, they didn't took me. They, took, they they grabbed another rider. That wasn't, I think it was Donnie Schmidt mm-hmm. and Tyson Voland. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, just, it just left me like crying. I was like, why? Yeah. You know, I, I beat those guys. I beat that guy. And, right. And why? You know, I get a ride. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we can just give you,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: You can ride again, the amateur stuff. We'll give you support. hmm Do it on your own. I was like, wow. Okay, so. And and Yamaha at that time just gave me gave me an offer, and I said I'll just
0: hang it out with the Yamaha and go. Yeah. Um, and you always wore you always wore Thor around this time, just because San Diego, just because the local Hallman Thor. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah.
1: I actually that was my sponsor, Hallman. Yeah. And uh, I was like one of their first riders, kind of like '85, um, and yeah, yeah. They're you know Bob Maynard, they're from El Cajon, right? And. Uh, hallman turned into thor
0: yeah so that's yeah oh uh, that's what i figured yeah um so you right uh, you have a decent year on yamahas so you're back at your back and and the yamaha isn't that good compared to a Kawi or honda back then either it's not doesn't not as good as a good of a, a, good yeah. of a bike but I, but I had a nice bike actually
1: because yep. they, they they gave me like some suspension they gave me a, a motor oh wow okay. so it wasn't bad mm-hmm. yeah not at the beginning but after then they gave me and i started doing results everything yeah. was happening. they're going like but it was it was kind of like okay we'll give you bikes and parts and then you you know do it yourself mm-hmm. and I was on my own I didn't have a mechanic I was doing everything myself and but I was still doing it was still fine and yeah. they were happy with me I was doing good
0: uh, and then go ahead
1: uh, I wish I would have stayed with them too <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're back on
0: Cali for eighty seven you go back to Cali but what
1: happened what happened at the at the end of the year not in, not at the end of the year like in the middle of the
0: Year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get a
1: call from Cowie they're going, Hey look, we we need a rider We're for nineties or eighty seven. Yeah. Full factory support. You got a mechanic, we take you to supercross and everything. I'm going, Oh wow. And I'm I'm thinking here I'm with Yamaha. They helped me. That was cool. I'm doing good, but I gotta do it all on my own. And I just I, I just go, I'll go back to Kawasaki. So it was kinda like someone left them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At that moment. yeah, It's like, shit, our riders bailed out on it. What do you think about coming? So I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm just like... So, yeah, so, I yeah. went for that. But
0: Yeah, back to Kawasaki. Back to Kawasaki.
1: And everything went fine. It was like, okay, I started doing results. I was riding the Nationals. They were mm-hmm. taking me. The support was great. Uh, I won a, a Supercross, I want to say, but they didn't give me the
0: win. Yeah, talk, tell us about that. What, what happened?
1: What happened? What well, we were in uh, Dallas, okay, and I ended up getting second. But mm-hmm. uh, we were racing. Uh, Kyle Lewis was leading. I was like fourth place, and I was passing through the field. And then I seen the white flag, and uh, nothing. I white flag. I was like pacing myself. I seen yeah. Kyle. He was he was leading the race. I said, okay, white flag. Now I got to move. I got to right. make my move. Right. So I like just made my move. past him, uh, like a half a lap to go. And then he's, like, all pissed. You can see we go off the finish line jump. I, like, wave my hand like I won the race. Kyle's, mm-hmm. like, pats his hand like he's pissed and nothing. So we come down, get on the podium, and they go, no, 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 no. You got second. Kyle got first. <laughs> and Kyle's, like, looking at me. What do you mean? I go, no, no, you got second. Sorry. They yeah. made a mistake. They made you guys go one extra lap.
0: Oh, no way.
1: So everything was docked back a lap. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. 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 And I passed him the last lap. Right. So the only people that I knew was it was me and Kyle and a few other guys.
0: Oh man. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, Roy Turner was the manager so I was like, go, go, yeah. go say something. He's all nah, don't worry about it. That's nothing, no problem.
0: Oh really? Like, oh. You're like Yeah, you're like, listen, yeah. superclass wins aren't easy, Roy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Like for them that wasn't a problem. For me it was like you're uh, like you know, yeah. the world is over
0: yeah really right <laughs> oh man oh that sucks uh so, yeah. so okay uh at the so at some point like in 87 you decide to go to italy for a weekend <laughs> uh yeah well
1: actually it was no
0: not 87 88, oh, oh, 88 but 87,
1: okay. what happened is i was with kawasaki We went fine i yep. did you know
0: yeah you look, pretty fair results yeah you got ninth not at like Melville, some... sixth at, at uh, troy ohio fourth at the la superclass yeah, yeah good results
1: so it wasn't bad. And the manager, Troy, he or um Roy Turner, he goes, Well man, you're doing good. You're starting, you know, you're riding good. Mm-hmm. I was being more consistent. He goes, That's great. For next year, uh, you gotta ride. Yeah. So um that was in August. And I'm going, Okay, cool. I was happy, you know, he told me I gotta ride. So I was yeah. re- relaxed. You know, I was right. doing what I needed to do. Then uh, I said, "Okay, let's let's sign the contract." September came, and then he uh, he didn't get back to me like on the phone. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, like, then and then so I'm going, Wow, That's strange. So I call him again, and I go, "Well, you better you start searching because you know in Japan they want uh, Jeff Chicken Metasevic. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're like and what? You know, just coming out of the amateur ranks. Yeah i was going, wait a second. You know, you told me that I got this now I got to start looking for a team and all the teams were already taken. Yeah. You know, all the rides were already up. So, so I got screwed, you know, at another ride there yeah. and, um, I was just sitting home and that's when I got this, this call from Europe. Yeah. Hey, you want to ride a race here? And I go, uh, yeah, why not? You know, they paid like, you know, the expenses to fly over and then erase uh-huh. money where to win. So I said, okay. I said, Mom, I'm taking off. And it was like Thursday, and then I left on Friday, packed my bags just like just for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Get to Italy the same day that I have to race. So it was like Saturday oh, morning. Geez. I left Friday <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah. So we raced, and I was like. You know, on the cast. I, you know, compared to the Italian guys yeah, in yeah. Supercross, you could, like half
0: Supercross. You know, the who? Americans
1: were were really ahead.
0: yeah. Yeah, you were. You would have been. Yeah, especially back then, right? Like you said. Um, who would have? Yeah, got, it's different. Who would have called you though? Like, how would they ever got your number? Who was it? Like, do you remember? Uh, they just seen in the magazine. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, they yeah. just seen
1: you know, riders <laughs> from here or yeah. managers or whatever. They you know they're just looking in the magazine for riders. Right. That's what they told me. They seen my face in. I don't know if transfer old was back, but they seen me in the in the yeah, magazine yeah. Oh, okay. so
0: yeah called me. Yeah. So you go there you, and you won? I won. Yep. And then uh
1: I just they go, Oh, great, man, you're doing good mm-hmm. and you know, the big crowd and everything. They're going, Look, check it out. Next week there's another race, another supercross. Like they had like a lot of milk yeah. night supercross races where you can make, you know, a couple thousand a weekend. Right. So I go yeah, sure. I didn't I didn't have anything <laughs> left at home because you know I didn't have any rides. I yeah. didn't have any. I just like was lost. So uh I said, Yeah, I'll stay. Okay, let's go race next week. So we stayed stayed the weekend, stay stayed the whole week, did the race, won that race. And they're they're all all freaking out because it was like a double that you know we would do now. Yeah, all the Americans like no problem, but they're like, oh wow, man, you're doing this double. No (laughs) one's ever doing that. It's like (laughs) it was just like regular stuff for us, right? You know, so and then they go look after that race. There's another race. And There's another race. It was like I was like one race after the other, and I didn't see home for a year and a half.
0: Really? You never went back? I had to get all clothing, everything. Yeah. Never went back. You just started racing so, more and more.
1: Yeah, I was going like, Mom, you know, they want me racing here. I'm not coming back. You're making money. Okay, well, you stay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Wow, exactly. Goes,
1: if you like it, you're having fun. You're making money. Go ahead and stay. So.
0: Wow, and and you got to remember too. There's no internet back then. There's no cell phones. I mean, this is this is old school yeah. Europe, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Wow. Well, that, that's. Who, who, who did these people become like well, I cried
1: a lot I, it was oh, it wasn't you, yeah, easy yeah, 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 it, yeah it was like you know being away it was nothing like home nothing like California right or, or USA and you know being in another country I wasn't speaking the language so it was it was hard
0: were you yeah, still but... in, are you still in touch with some of these people that helped you way back then like anybody
1: uh,
0: mm, yeah yeah, yeah oh, wow. I'm
1: kind of like in the area yeah okay
0: yeah. so yeah look at that from 1988 to 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 now um so, okay, so then you started getting a, a, a GP offer. You started riding 89 one twenty I think? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. I rode, uh,
0: uh, actually, 89, no, it was on the 250 Suzuki from oh, okay. carpy Motor. Okay.
1: And uh, I was riding GPs, everything fine. You know, the guys were helping me, and uh, we're doing good. And then... The, um I think I won like some, the Bologna Motor Show. Okay. And I did like good like a second place in the G P there was Brock Glover in the France G P. Yeah. The last couple of races. So
0: it wasn't that bad of a year. It was it was pretty good, I would uh, say. Yeah, absolutely, right? What was it what was it like back then for the for the the bike was it a works bike was it just a dealership bike or Did you have it was stuff?
1: yeah it was just it was a stock bike no yeah. stock bike i brought actually suspension that i had in 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 santee back in america this that i was using uh kind of like some factory semi-factory suspension i brought in it was kawasaki stuff oh, was it? and i put it on the Suzuki <laughs> and it worked yeah
0: oh, well. it worked fine yeah yeah go figure right um yeah. Uh, and so now you're making money and everything, and now it's now you're now you're doing those international races and, and getting paid a little bit of money.
1: Yeah, yeah, and also also the GPS you got money and right. there was no, there was no sign up fee. Oh, really? you just go there and oh, race. Wow. It was like the federation would enter you in all the races. Yeah. There was no, no sign up fee. Now it's and there was money. So, yeah. all, you know if you qualify, kind of like America, they qualify forty riders. And just to qualify, I think we were getting like $800 to qualify. Then, uh, each race till 20th place. So every weekend I was coming home with like a couple grand. Wow. And that was, you know, apart from, you know, any bonuses. I mean, it's not big money, but it's, you know, you can live. It was like, it it was a job.
0: Uh, so, uh, so 88, you go over, you're there for a year and a half. Uh, are you going back? To ride super in from eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, are you r- riding in California for a little bit in the year and yeah, then going back? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? The
1: first, yeah, the first years I, I would say up until like ninety seven. So I went almost like nine years, eight years. Okay, going to California in the winter time, spending like three months out yep, there all
0: yep. the time. Oh, okay. I, would you ride, Super, would ride really supercross or no would you ride supercross yeah supercross? i
1: rode supercrosses i rode like in 97 for smp team oh okay uh, i think i made the main event um yeah, I was racing. Yeah. I was I even raced uh like Paris. McGrath came out there and we stuffed each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the last lap. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he remembers it, but we were racing and he like flew past me. Right. And I was it was just like a last lap and I did like a last lap ditch and kinda like <laughs> stuffed him but and won the race. But it was yeah. Oh he was he was just you know, just get into the in, in the ranks. Right. Oh right. you know, I was a veteran. Um and that was how,
0: how much are you hanging out with, with Healy and Schmidt and more? Are you guys, are you based in Italy the whole time? Are they, I mean, I obviously, yeah, Schmidt they for based in with, Italy. Yeah. Schmidt wrote for Rinaldi, right? Bobby wrote for Rinaldi. So yeah. 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 Are you hanging out with those guys during the week? Uh, yeah,
1: I was actually, uh, sh- uh, actually Bobby, w- we were living together. He, like when he came, he was writing for Ferrioli when he was writing KTM. Okay. Uh, he was living with me. I had an uh, apartment where pretty close where I stay now and he came and we lived together. There.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: He, he lives like downstairs. I was upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then um, um,
0: Sh- uh,
1: Schmidt the next year was, he went to Rinaldi and lived there because it was like a town about an hour and a half away. Okay. And he was living with Schmidt like the same complex and sometimes both of them would come to my house or we'd go there i would go there and we would ride together
0: oh wow okay so yeah so you were like hanging out with those guys pretty much the the time yeah yeah um yeah when when parker parker won the 89 one twenty five world championship also parker too um yeah, yeah. Had, where did he come from <laughs> were you like who the hell is this guy did you know him at all were you like amazed no
1: actually i raced actually i knew parker because I raced him at Loretta Lynn's okay. in the 125 I think he won the 125 the same year I won the 125A he won the 125B okay. or he, or he got second but we raced together there okay. and he was fast I remember he was fast in Loretta Lynn's
0: because the story was and I talked to him for for one of these podcasts of years ago and it was great the story was <laughs> he was he was a uh, a mechanic for a while and or just kind of a buddy hanging out and then all of a sudden you know, he jumped, got a shot with a team in some international races and was super fast. and next thing you know, he's world champion. It's yeah. a crazy story.
1: Yeah, he he's crazy himself. So, I mean, <laughs> he's, he, you know, coming from Louisiana hanging out and wherever they hang out. But, yeah, uh, you know, he had a lot of talent and a lot of craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the stories. And I think that's what. But also, we're not straight. He's he's really smart too. So yep. he used everything all together to get him. You know. Yeah. Those world championships. So he he knew what he was doing, but he was crazy at the same time.
0: Well, <laughs> well and what about Healy? Healy Healy was out, out of out of hand, from what I hear. He was. Yeah, Healy, yeah. Was, Healy living he a, was living a living a lifestyle.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, everyone remembered Healy. You know, he would go around with the, in the winter time. You know, below zero without a shirt on. You know, he had blonde hair, real long. Yeah. Everybody was like, all oh, the girls were in love with Healy. Right, right. All the guys were going. You know, the, the racers. You know, the, the they were going. Wow, man, my Healy, that guy, man. Yeah. He, I, th- I think he would just pump weights, just to you know, see you <laughs> yeah, know people him. looking at him head muscles. Dude. Look at that guy!
0: Yeah, he <laughs> he uh, he. Him and Puzar are just rock stars of the GPS, right? Just rock yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's 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 interesting. That that yeah, you guys are all kind of hanging out a little bit and. Americans yeah. trying to make a living here, and what a time! Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, what a time for GP Motocross! It was phenomenal. The the American presence, and yeah, yeah, you guys were great. You're all in the top ten, winning races, winning GPs. You know, so
1: yeah, every time it was good. Uh was did, you really
0: ever, good did you ever did you ever base America. yourself anywhere other than Italy? Did you ever get a ride where you had to move? Um, no, just
1: in Italy. Like I moved a few different towns. Yeah, yeah, but from some different teams. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't really. Based in any other countries, I kind of, when I was just getting here, I thought that would be cool. Man. I was like, you know, reminiscing or whatever, thinking, wow, that would be cool if I rode like for a French team. Then I rode for a German team. Then I rode for yeah, a, yeah. Then I, I, was thinking I would know all these languages, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> six different languages fluently, yeah. and just just be something interesting. But it never happened.
0: It just always it, because United I guess stayed in Italy because you had a name, right? Italy too, you had a name. People knew who you were. You were fast. Like I guess it just always worked yeah. out that way, right?
1: Yeah, everything was fine here. And it was kinda of, it seemed like Italy was the place that had the teams. Yeah. The other other places really didn't have team they had just like the you know, it wasn't teams, official teams, they had a lot of official teams yeah. mainly in Italy.
0: Uh you won yeah. did you win Fastcross one year? I think you won Fastcross? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, Fastcross. How was yeah, that? Yeah that was that was that was probably my biggest win, I would say you know, with the, the, with the fastest riders. Cause you know, every year they would call, you know, all the Americans mm-hmm. top guys yeah, yeah. and all the European top guys. So they you know, there was Parker, he was coming at reigning world champion. Everts was there. Then I think, uh, Cove, uh, came here. McGrath was here at that race. I think we were missing a top guy that I don't know who it was. Yeah. Maybe it was Stanton or somebody that didn't come, but, uh,
0: but most oh, it was, yeah. it was great.
1: Cause yeah. Well, actually, um, Ricky Johnson came and he gave me some, some, some advice. Okay. He's like, cause he was a buddy of mine. So yep. he was, it, he came for, he was winning, winning it for like the last couple years yeah. or three years. I think he won the fast cross. Yeah. So he just came to say his goodbyes. He didn't come and race. Okay. And so we, we met up and, oh, Bear, so Italy, he was actually the first guy who sent me here for the first time, just for like a little race in 83. Oh, that 83? he didn't want to come to. So oh, geez. Oh, wow. Yeah, 83. Okay. He goes, uh, Bader, because I was like riding with him and he goes, Bader, you know, I can't go to Italy. They're asking for a ride Are you want to go? I said, okay. So that was actually my first <laughs> oh, time okay. I came just for one race and yeah. went back home. Right, <laughs> right, right. And, and Ricky gave me some hints, you know, some of the good lines on the track and, and, I got the whole shot mm-hmm. and uh, and just won the race. It was, easy. I can't say it's easy, but I, I felt so good that it, it seemed like I can just, you know, control yeah. the race. You know, I, I was gassing it when I needed to. I uh-huh. was relaxing when I need, you know, so it was, it was like all under control. It was perfect. Uh, well- and, um the guys the promoters were not happy at all they didn't want me racing <laughs> they, they wanted
0: american after. to win like a like a top of usa based. Yeah, yeah because yeah, you yeah. know
1: i was american but i'm not american yeah, anymore because right. yeah you're american you're already here yeah so we'll just pay you you know peanuts for yep. upfront money right when you know like mcgrath and all these guys were like in you know 50s 60s even 100 grand i heard some people yeah so he you know paid everybody all the world champions to come then i go there and win the race he just looks at me and goes
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he was bummed. Uh, I mean he was really bummed. So you're like, thanks, RJ. Well remember RJ yeah. ran <laughs> RJ ran a sapariti sticker all the time, like for years. Uh which is a furniture yeah, company, yeah. right? It was Giuseppe's furniture company or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they had a lot of furniture. I remember they were sending
1: stuff for Ricky and to go to his house, he had his you know, couches, yeah, yeah. so Saporiti
0: stuff. Him and Fastcross were, were, were one and the same. Um well, wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great win, right, for you. What year would that have been? Yeah, that that was great. Yeah, uh, ninety. Was that? Oh, wait, ninety. 90? I think it was ninety. Yeah. Okay. 1990.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: 1990. ninety one. Yeah. Um, should have wore the open face with the gator, with the alligator on the top. <laughs> yeah, would have been awesome. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> um. That would have been good. Yeah, that would have been great. The Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Bader Manet. Uh, thank you, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Uh, Zach Osborne wearing Fly, of course, and uh, Justin Bogle, Blake Baggett. Uh, thank you, uh, Race Tech as well. RaceTech.com. Race Tech was around in your day, Bader, over over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul feed Exactly, right? exactly. So, RaceTech.com. Pulp19 is the code to save with Race Tech, uh, official motor and suspension company of the FXR Chaparral Honda team. Please uh, get some motor work done uh, from those guys, or get your suspension service from the at Race tech and also Maxis tires developed by Jeremy McGrath MXSTs out now Alex Ray using them for supercross and uh, also Alpine stars the tech 10 the most advanced boot in motocross today and I'm sure you wore Alpine Stars Bader at some point in your career many many times yeah 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 um I got the to tour of the factory yeah, like two years ago they took me uh, they flew me to Venice and then I well actually I went oh, okay. I was at, I was in Paris for the race for the supercross and then I did went flew to Venice and then went to the tour of the factory in Alpine Stars. that was cool that was awesome. Perfect. Um, Perfect. So thanks to those companies for coming on board. Fly Racing, X Podcast with Bader Manet. Um, Hey, so what What do you think Bader was the most successful year for you overall? Like, obviously, you won Fast Cross at 90, but you also got some podiums yeah. and GPs. You won one GP moto from what Davey Coombs was telling me? Uh, two. two. Actually, two okay. GP motos. Two GP yeah. motos. In uh, your one career? in uh, Austria mm-hmm. in the 250 class uh,
1: in front of Puzar and Schmidt. Nice. And... And then the other one in 94 in, uh, not Agueda, but in Argentina, Lagos.
0: Was that the three-moto year? Three, was that the three-moto year? Uh, no, that okay. was two-moto year. Okay. Yeah, the yeah.
1: three-moto year, I, I won on the 250. That was in Austria. Uh, that was Austria, that was okay. The three moto year.
0: Did you like that three-moto like thing? A,
1: a first, a second. Uh, I liked it because I was a good starter. Okay. Yep. And my condition, I was like a sprint racer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the condition of parker and pekka and and schmidt mm-hmm. they would but i had that sprint so I, in the 25 minute plus two laps if i got a good start and i just sprinted the whole time it was like it was hard for someone to catch me so yeah. i actually liked that whole program yeah
0: yeah um so what was your most successful year do you think in your eyes like either financially or the rice say- results or whatever like whatever
1: race results that I was really strong and pretty much is uh, on a stock bike. It was in 92 mm-hmm. on the 250 GPs. Every moto I finished, I was almost on the podium. But the thing is, I I got eighth overall, but the, I had a lot of zeros. So okay. I would get on the podium yeah, yeah. and then maybe get a DNF and then another and then a DNF. So I wasn't really consistent, but mm-hmm. when, when I was finishing the races, I was always in the front.
0: You are always up there. And then a
1: lot all positions, yeah, that was, that was a good year.
0: Um, do you like do you like riding 125s or 250s better for you? Like, I always picture you as a 125 guy for some reason, but what, what did you like be- yeah. riding better?
1: Um, I don't know. It, it, it just depends on, on the year, the bike. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see myself because I've done good even on a 500, so uh, I really never categorized myself on a certain bike.
0: Right. Uh, okay.
1: 85. So. Actually, I can categorize myself on an 85. I love the 85. <laughs> I
0: was uh, funny on know, the 85. You know, I uh, was up on Santee Hills on an 85. Yeah. I was like in.
1: going off the cliffs when, when Ricky Johnson see me. Yeah, and I I rode the last the last time when Ricky Johnson went into retirement. Mm-hmm. I think I rode with him for the last time. We oh, really? Palm Avenue, where yeah. like cliff jumping. Uh huh. And I think he he saw me jump up this cliff and I lost my bike and I was like flapping
0: my wings in the air, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so
1: fast I was like quack 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 right, quack quack, right, right. and he just goes, "Man, I don't know if I want to do this stuff
0: anymore." Yeah, he's like, "I don't want to jump that." Um
1: well cuz he was he was having a uh, wrist. wrist problems. Yeah, his
0: wrist was locking on him yeah. right. Um It was locking on him and he just had to make a decision. What was the best bike you ever raced? The best
1: bike actually that I actually liked and they took away from me <laughs> for no reason. <laughs>
0: okay, we need to hear this uh, story. It we, was you... it
1: was a 92, I think 90 uh 95 Honda. Wait, nine, no 96. 96 Honda. Yeah. And I went to America, and uh, Mitch Payton did some spe- suspension for me, mm-hmm. um, like factory kit suspension, and yep. he put it on there, and I raced some races in America. And I really liked the bike. It was, like, stiff and stuff, but, I mean, you can just go wide open, hit everything, and, yep. and it, it was stiff, but it wouldn't get you tired either. So it was, it had a good good combination of, of – and I brought him back to Europe with me, yep. and they never let me use them. Really? So I was just oh. like, yeah because they're going no we got to use showa and they, those were kyaba kybs. yeah kyb's yeah and the show was that year i mean i didn't have them sit up right or whatever, this was your team
0: your team know, told I'm you like, this yeah yeah
1: the team now the team just goes no we're riding with showa so mm-hmm. here's the Shoas, you got to use them i mean so
0: oh wow um wh- okay so you've raced i don't know Six thousand motocross tracks in your life, let's say. I don't even know. But what's your couple of your favorite tracks yeah. you've ever raced on?
1: Gosh, favorite. I like I like actually Majora is light, but oh, it's not yeah. Yeah. the ground is not that good, Majora, but the the track that is a real nice track here that uh it's called Odolo. Okay. Which is just in it looks like a, a golf course, like a rolling hills golf course. Really? And just a track with not like no rocks, just loam mm-hmm. and uh up and down hills and that's kinda of like the nicest track actually.
0: Really? Oh wow. But, uh, I expected you to I expected you to say Namor or, or who knows Lomel or you know, whatever. Some some historic track, but
1: um yeah. They were nice. They were yep. nice, but just it didn't really give me an impression because they're just like, you know, they do them for the day. Right. That was it. Yep. And they weren't really natural. They're just like brought in. Um, but now it's changed. Like America has a lot of nice tracks and, you know, everywhere, everything's groomed and loamed and prepared mm-hmm. and brought in. Yep. Before, it was just all natural natural tracks,
0: yeah. natural ground. Do and, you um, Do you follow the U.S. stuff now? Do you watch it? Are you onto it?
1: Uh, I watch the results. I mean, I don't really watch much of the racing because they don't—they won't have it here yeah. uh, on TV. And then sometimes they just watch it on the net. But um, <clears throat> I like to watch them battling.
0: Yeah, in America, you wouldn't even recognize like Hangtown and Redbud now. They're like Lomi. Like it's crazy. Like you saw yeah. like, you Talked about yeah. you know, prepping the tracks. Like it's yeah. It's crazy.
1: I mean, I don't know why they did the track uh, the nations right. They have the nations last yeah. year. Yeah. Yep and uh where was it bud's creek no, red or bud, something? bud red bud yeah and they prepared it like lomo <laughs> they just yeah they just tore it you know for the americans they they did a nightmare track yeah you know and for the european guys they did like disneyland you know they jump on there They go
0: yeah yeah it's crazy right um yeah it's crazy uh, did you ever feel like, so like we talked about, like Parker, world, two-time world champion, Schmidt two-time, and Bobby won one, and Healy came as close as you can to winning a world championship that, without yeah. doing it, um, of course he punched Stanton too, which was a great story, that Jeff's told a few times, yeah. um, do you ever feel, did you ever feel, uh, like you didn't get some credit, you did you ever feel like you weren't, um, getting enough press, or, or you were overlooked compared to those guys at times, did it did it piss you mm-hmm. off a little bit, or?
1: Not not really. No because um you know, I came here, yeah, it it didn't because they came here and they got right on a on a top team. So they were like recruited from America and Bobby came to Fi Ferrioli or no, he went to another guy, like a uh factory mug and Honda, he told me. And then he went to factory team right after yep healy went straight to factory team Mm -hmm. uh went straight to factory yamaha team so you know they had the the road already already built yep and i was just on like just teams trying to hold themselves up stock bikes so yeah yeah. i couldn't really ask for more and i was just you know that's that's i just took it as it was
0: did you have live. a chance to ride factory stuff ever? Did you have a chance to go on a team
1: ever? Uh, no, not full factory. No, I always had the only chance I had to ride a full factory stuff was with was, was um, Honda back in in ninety five. Okay. So in ninety <clears throat> four, I had pretty good results on one twenty five. So I mm-hmm. went and signed a factory Honda contract. You know, factory bikes yep. and everything, full factory. The bike was it was Di Maria's bike from the year before okay. that he won the, like the last the last seven GPS. So I went there, <laughs> signed the contract, sat on the bike, and I was just all happy, pumped, yeah, the yeah. first time I'm gonna be on the factory stuff. Bike felt like just just sitting on it in in the in the in the workshop. It was completely different. Frame was different. Bike was like smaller. It was it just just felt good. Yep. Suspension sit on the bike in the middle. It goes down perfectly together. It was just yeah, you know, a dream. So, anyways, that. That was then. I went home. That was like in, in the end of the year. So mm-hmm. I went back to America, trained my butt off every day, and just did a whole winter training. Got back to Europe, boom, they junked that bike and gave me some other bike.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and That
1: just ruined my whole year. Jeez. I went back and they said, "Oh, here's here's your bike." They roll it out of the van. I'm expecting you to see the factory bike. I'm going. I'm going. Where's the bike? Yeah, that's your bike. What do you mean, my Mike, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Bike that that uh, that I seen. <laughs> oh well, this is good too. This is all good too. It's like, yeah, sure. It's like, I can't. Uh, so what happened is these guys, they they the suspension was kit instead because it was like the bike that I signed for and everything is even on the contract. Yeah, it was written. It was written factory, and and they showed me factory. Mm-hmm. When I came back, it was factory kit stuff on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I guess while I was gone the three months, they just decided to right. not pay, you know, the the rent fee on the factory stuff and yep. not this and just give me what they gave me. So I just – that oh, year yeah. didn't go too good.
0: Yeah, you were like, yeah. oh, man. Um, Yeah, uh, who – all these years, all these different classes, who was a rival of yours? Who was a guy that – and the GPs that you just couldn't, you couldn't shake. You just, you always raced them. You always ended up in the same classes. Uh, was there a guy or two that stood out for you? Gosh.
1: In in the GPs, not. I mean, there was like Vial, Vial. Vial? We <laughs> he has his son he's a factory I know, KTM yeah rider.
0: yeah tom yeah
1: and i was battling out with his father and that's we were kind of like we weren't like first and second but were not like 1st and 2nd but we were always like third and fourth yeah yeah, you know? yeah. Or, or fourth and fifth and then like so,
0: one year so you're yeah. in two fifties and the next year in, he 125s and vial is just always there he's just always there. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: so i was we were real vialing it out right all over the place and then parker i wasn't really bad the thing with parker was um on the GPs, he was a different guy. Cause I was battling a lot just in the, in the nationals, the Italian nationals yep. with Parker and other riders and with football. And like, I would beat those guys yep. in the nationals. And then we go to the GPs, they're like different riders. Well, actually they had, you know, um, different stuff, you know, different yeah. ridings, different bikes, but, yep. um, they were just mentally prepared. And I think they're prepared better than, than what I should have been. Actually, uh, I yeah, would just take every race for what it was, you know, uh, a national race. Or GP, yeah. I just prepare.
0: I kind of left Volan out of all this. Volan's around too. I, I, you know, kind of left them. Yeah. yeah. Talent is around. Yeah. Yes. Every
1: race I raced against Volan, just one on one race. Like when we'd have the super crosses in Italy or mm-hmm. Italian nationals, yep. I would beat him. Yep. <laughs> I go, oh, man, the guy meets me. Then we go to the GPs and he would beat me. So, <laughs> and you're like, damn it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh what was was <laughs> what was, uh, what was the, but i still beat him <laughs> what was donnie schmidt like as a, as a guy i've i've talked to people um uh who knew him and they just said he was a very serious very driven very hard-working guy didn't have a lot of fun all the time he took it very very serious but what do you remember about donnie um yeah
1: donnie he he gave an impression that kind of impression but once I got to know him, he just—he was a really nice guy, a really good guy. Mm-hmm. But he was, you know, at the beginning, you know, he, you know, that guy doesn't talk to anybody; he does his own thing. But I think he—he he did that just that keeps him, you know, focus, concentration. Yep. But uh, when I got to know him, you know, he even came to my house and you know, let's ride together. Yeah, he was a really cool guy. Really, even even his wife and yeah, and they're really cool. I mean. Um played back, do his training, eat right, and just,
0: yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, it's, it seemed like he, uh, I mean, you know, it, talking to the guys in America, like he just didn't like supercross anymore. He didn't like the jumps. He didn't like supercross. He felt it was dangerous and uh, sort yeah. of forced to Europe. You know, he was sort of forced there. So.
1: Yeah, and he came here, and when he was here, he was doing good. Like, I think he won the world championship. He goes, now, well, I'm going to go into retirement now.
0: Relax, go home. Mm-hmm.
1: He must have felt something going, coming on because he just, yeah, you know,
0: closed everything and went back home. Um, what do you love about Italian culture? What don't you love about Italian culture? And what do you miss in America? What do you miss about America?
1: Oh, uh, the biggest thing I miss about America is is the ease of doing everything at right. any time and the weather. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Getting stuff. Well, actually, well, I can't say for you, if you're living in Canada, but, you know, if you've been out in California, San Diego oh, area yeah, yeah. and Los Angeles, it's like the weather is just
0: Yes yeah, phenomenal. Right.
1: So, so that's one thing, you know, is the weather and then just the ease of, of everything being open because the first thing back in Europe, which I hated is, um, till from like nine, eight o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock, everything's open. Then right. you got like 12... So four o'clock, everything was closed. And then, <laughs> so everything is like programmed. You know, you eat, you know, at 12 yeah. and then and you eat at seven o'clock in the evening and then no breakfast, just maybe like a, a cup of coffee or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I had kind of had to get used to that. And then it was like sleeping in the afternoon. It was like, okay, you're going to sleep from two o'clock to <laughs> four o'clock <laughs>
0: <You're> <laughs> and like, then what? we go to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was a whole different Program and I, I couldn't get over it. And then the language was tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't know a, a, a word of Italian when I came here. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the main thing is is the ease of everything and the weather.
0: Yeah. And then, what do you what do you love about uh, Italy? What do you love about it?
1: Italy, uh, the food. Yeah, food's <laughs> good. good,
0: right? Obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> food's real good. um What else is nice in Italy? Mm. I'd say, I'd say, also the towns. Yeah, there's yeah. a really lot of culture. Right. Of just you know, because you would think, you know, America's ahead and everything, but you come back here, it's it's like ancient.
0: I know, right? Isn't it? It's so, so know, cool it's, to like that, that big church in Milan. Like you stand there in, in Milan, you look at that big church. You're just like, yeah, this thing's been here for. A thousand years or whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and they have they have them
1: all over. You know, right. even our little town has a church. I don't know how long. So every town has their church. Yeah, uh, the lakes, you know, are real nice. Right, just the view, and then I like you know every town has their own culture, their own te- types of food. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of yeah, it's different in that way.
0: Uh well yeah. you know no, listen there's lots of culture in in Santee you got a Jack in the Box in one corner a Carl's Jr. on the other <laughs> corner <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right.
1: Um oh uh, that was the first thing I went back to is is the Mexican food oh I Cotija's yeah there on, yeah on Mission Gorge and Finita right? I think. Uh, it's so good and it's still good
0: ronnie ronnie took me a sandwich shop in santee when when i was working at ktm there was a sandwich shop in santee that the maxima guys and and us would go to it's so good i wish i could remember what it was was like a homemade deli (laughs) little deli place you know um yeah um, we
1: would would always go to barbecue pit it was like a yeah yeah barbecue beef yeah it was right there near santee
0: um yeah, it's interesting. The culture difference is, is so so big. Uh, as far as the weather, though, like down by where Caroli's from and all that, it's nice down there, right? Like it's afar from you, obviously, but Italy does have like sort of tr- nicer weather down there, or no? Yeah, it's
1: it's like it's like ten degrees warmer, Fahrenheit or Celsius. Okay, so it's so,
0: so it's not it's yeah. not super warmer then. It's not like crazy better. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, right. it's
1: not crazy better. It's just a little better. Yeah.
0: Uh, how many? T- there's. A,
1: yeah, I got a lot of tracks. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you line up at Bercy a lot? Did you do Bursi over the years?
1: No, I actually never did
0: Bursi. Really? I think I did it one year. Wow. One year. Okay. I mean,
1: a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was more for the for the American stuff. And I wasn't really doing a lot of supercrosses here. Yep. So yep. um it was like
0: yeah. Well, listen, Bader, this has been uh this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for, for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. It's late You're where welcome. you are in Italy. Um, I, I no you're, a guy, you're a nice guy. You. Yeah, you're a guy that I, I just had a lot of questions about your career. You know what I mean. You were, and now <laughs> I've got the answers. So, what an interesting, incredible career you've traveled. You know, all over the places, and and it's crazy that you just never came back. It's 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 awesome though. Yeah, it's, cool.
1: I, it's scary. I'm just like, oh wow, that's that's strange. You know, you lived more than half your life mm-hmm. in another country, just take off and go but yeah i i really never felt like a you know i always said i can always go back so
0: yeah that's, i think that's what kept me here um yeah absolutely right and uh wow what a great career and now
1: i'm going back there for working yeah for the fishing stuff.
0: for the fishing stuff sure um yeah. and and man are you happy with everything you did like are you happy with your career i mean look you never won a world title but you know like you said you've won um, um supercrosses and, and gps and you know motor. like yeah you happy i'm happy i'm happy i
1: mean i did what i could mm-hmm. what i knew at that time i, I mean i would if I, if I would change something i i would because i know i know now things i would change <laughs> but you know, it's too late. Well, <laughs> i know what i would do differently and i you know but well you, so what i did what i did i'm happy that's what i that's you,
0: what i could you should have took done. the rj the honda ride for sure in 88 yeah <laughs> and when i see Ricky, i tell him that i'm just
1: sad i didn't take your damn ride yeah because that was you know yeah, I I think you know when you're like that with friends and, and you're riding and I was training with him and everything's cool. You mm-hmm. know that's that's the best because yeah. that year I think the year after uh, Jeff Stanton went and stayed with Ricky uh-huh. yeah. and you know Ricky took him under his wing, stayed at his house, trained him and everything, and he won like the next. He was, yeah, he was when Ricky quit, he was Stanton won everything. Yeah, absolutely. But it was it was Ricky that you know just took him in and brought him and right showed him. And, yeah. That was
0: perfect. Uh, well, hey, Bader, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. Good luck thank with you everything. Too, text too. me that video. Hey, text me that video or send it to me on okay. Instagram. I got to see I'll, this video. Uh, can you send me an email? Sure. I will. I'll send you an email of it. I will do. Absolutely. I'll get your email address as soon as I sign off here. But uh, Fly Racing, uh, Racer X Podcast yeah, okay. with Bader Manet. Uh Thanks again, Bader. Appreciate it, man.
1: Thank you. Thank. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody. And be holidays.
0: Perfect. Thanks, see buddy. Well. Thank you thanks for listening to the fly racing steve mathis show We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a... Factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave, Arnold. And, and McGill was all you know. how He did the big pancake thing, right. and right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hannah. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That Absolutely, one hundred percent in my mind. I firmly believe that the state I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where
1: I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working-class hero, Doug Henry.